believe that God has great things in store for you. Um, turn to the book of Mark chapter 5 verse 21. I'm going to read a few verses. Amen. This morning we're going to start at verse 21 and we're at, at verse 34. For some of you it's a familiar portion of scripture. Amen. This morning. Amen. When you have it, say amen. All right. Praise the Lord. We got some Bible readers in the house of God this morning. Here begins the ring of God's word. When Jesus had crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she'll be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Verse 28, because she felt, because she felt in her body that she was free from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see people crowding around you, his disciples answered. And yet, you can ask, Who touched me? Verse 32, But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, and told him the whole truth. He said to her daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free from your suffering. Shall we bow our heads this morning in prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you and we thank you for this day. Father, I was sensing that this is a new day dawning. There's a breakthrough coming. This is our season of shifting. This is our season of change. And I don't think it's by coincidence that you have brought, oh God, us here, assembled us this morning to hear this very word from you. So now, Father, I decrease that you might increase. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in that sight, O oh Lord, my Redeemer and my strength. Father, I'm asking you this morning, as the faces differ, meet the different needs in this house this morning. Father, don't let us leave here the same way we came, but let us leave transformed in the presence of a holy God. In Jesus' name, I thank you and I praise you. And if you believe that, say amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. This morning, I, I want to share from the subject title, A Vulnerable Faith. A Vulnerable Faith. A Vulnerable Faith. As I was praying, as what? To share this week, this week we were here painting and prepping the pace and leaving home, leaving this place 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. in the morning just to make sure everything was set for today. I'm a very meticulous person. If you work with me, you know that I like things in order. Amen. I cannot stand disorder. 
Amen. I, I, I need things to flow a certain way. Amen. And so as we were here and I was present, Lord, what would you have me to share? I, you know, sometimes you just run a blank. You're like, I don't have anything, Lord. I don't have nothing. I'm praying. I'm not receiving anything. And then on Friday, the Lord began to drop this word in my spirit about having a vulnerable faith. A vulnerable faith. A vulnerable faith. When we look at the word vulnerable, the word vulnerable means susceptible. It means likely or liable to physical or emotional attack or harm. It's, 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 it's a word that, that causes you to be in a place of sensitivity. It's a place that causes you to, 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 to function in a place of being open and, 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 and aware of things that are around you. It's almost like when the enemy, when the enemy walks into another enemy's camp and they are vulnerable, they're susceptible, they are open to the surroundings, to the elements that are around them. And so I want to share with you about having a vulnerable faith this morning. You see, we live in a secret society where weakness and vulnerability is shunned, where everyone puts their best appearance forward and puts on the perfect smile. We fall prey to what we watch and hear in our world that we have to have it all together. You know, you ladies, you got to have the hair done, right? Got to have that sewing, amen? Got to have those nails done. You got you to look like on point A, on point. So uh, what's the new word they use now? You, your face have to be on fleek, right? Right, right? You have to be on fleek, amen? You have, met brothers, you have to be GQ, amen? You, you have to look tight and you have to look right. And, 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 and so that's the, 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 the society that we live in. And if you don't have it, the world says fake it until you make it, amen. If you don't have a diamond, put it on a cubie. If a cubic zirconia, if, if, if you don't have leather, put on some pleather. If you can't afford, if you can't afford some some beats, get your beats headphones, you know, but fake it until you make it. And so we live in a world where we don't share our struggles with, with anyone and we carry our burdens alone. We allow pride to get in the way of true authentic connections. We try to build relationships with others with a false sense of humility. Because we're scared to put ourselves out there. Because of what has happened in the past. What has happened in previous failed relationships. Some of the things I tell some sisters sometime who, who has been through heartbroken. I said, you know, you have to put yourself out there. See, when you, when you try to build a relationship with somebody, it calls for a sense of vulnerability. You have to be open. You have to be susceptible. When we talk about vulnerability, it's removing your pride. It's removing the confidence in yourself to be open to what's out there. Now, we just read in the book of Mark, chapter 5, a familiar portion of scripture about the woman with the issue of blood. I'm pretty sure you've, you've heard that scripture. Have you heard the, 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 the quote from that scripture so many times? And, and, and it wasn't just something that we, 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 we read it. We probably know by heart some of you Bible scholars out there this morning. But what was, what was the problem with this woman? As we read, what was the problem with, with, with her? 
The Bible says that she suffered a, 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 a great deal because she was subject to bleeding. She was suffering for over 12 years. 12 years of suffering. The Bible says her condition because of her bleeding, it left her anemic. It left her weak. It left her breathless and hardly able to speak. The Bible says she had no money. She ran out of all of her resources. So she was even no longer able to provide for herself because all her resources had diminished. And the Bible also lets us know that she was ceremonially unclean. You see, back in the Bibles, if you read in the book of Leviticus, chapter 15, if a woman had an issue of blood, she was considered unclean. She was spiritually unclean during, during, during her cycle. But this woman had a constant flow, a constant cycle that would not stop. And because of that, she was always unclean. Always unclean. Because of her illness, everything and everyone she touched will be considered unclean. So if she went to go hug somebody, they were unclean. If she went to go, to, to, to go touch a friend, they were unclean. If she went to touch an item, it will become unclean. She was spiritually tainted. Tainted. She had continuing problems. She, had, she was financially drained. She was in constant pain. She was a social outcast. Imagine having an issue of blood every day for 12 years of your life. See, I would never understand that. God bless you ladies. Praise the Lord. For 12 years straight, non-stop. That's 4,383 days if you want to do the math. 144 months, 624 weeks, 105,192 hours of suffering, of suffering. For 12 years, she bore emotional and physiological baggage of being unclean and untouchable. No hugs, no kisses, no type of intimacy if she was married. And in, 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 in those days, if you were unpeel like that, your husband had a right to divorce you. Because you were constantly unclean. Imagine, put yourself in the picture and see this woman suffering. No one could prepare her family. She couldn't prepare her family's food. She couldn't do any housework. She couldn't be a wife. She couldn't be a mother. She sat in isolation for 12 years just staring at the wall. She was suffering. For all intents purposes, she was good as dead. That was the problem with this woman. Some of you today might find yourself in this same predicament like this woman with the issue of blood. You might find yourself in, in, in a place where you feel disconnected, where you feel isolated, where you feel like no one truly understands you or no one can truly reach out and connect with you. Maybe you, like the woman with the issue of blood, feel good as dead. Good as unproductive. Good as not being successful. Good as not accomplishing your dream or your goal. But one of the things that I admire about this woman 
is that she had a vulnerable faith. Now, she knew she was unclean. When you were unclean, you couldn't even be around people. You had to be outside of the city because you were unclean. If you, if, 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 if you remember in the scripture with, 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 with Moses' sister Miriam mouth against her brother Moses and God got angry with, with, with Miriam and God struck her with leprosy, that had to put her out the camp for seven days because she was unclean. So when someone was unclean, they, 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 were, they, 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 they were put aside from society. They could not be with the general population. Here's this woman unclean suffering, but she developed a vulnerable faith. She decided to put herself out there. So this morning, I, I, I want to share with you about how to have a vulnerable faith. Take your neighbor, you need a vulnerable faith today. Oh, that was so weak. Come on, look at somebody. Say, you need a vulnerable faith today. Yes, yes. We're going to be talking this morning. So you can holler back at your boy this morning. Okay. Praise the Lord. This is, this, this is not that type of church. We talk back up in here. Amen. Praise the Lord. If the word hits you, you say amen. You say praise the Lord. If you want to go for a leap and a jump, you get your breakthrough this morning. This is that type of house. Amen. We are free. Amen. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen. And I'm not going to stop you if your chains are breaking this morning. Praise the Lord. So the woman with the issue of blood had a vulnerable faith. She had, she had to put herself out there on the line. And so I, I just want to give you three, three, three items or, 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 or three points on how to have a vulnerable faith this morning. And see, some of you, this is going to make you feel a little comfortable because you don't like to be vulnerable. You know, because we like to be shielded. Again, we live in a world where we want everything put together. But see, the woman with the issue of blood, she, she had to get to a point where she had to push past her pride. And she had to become vulnerable to receive from God. God knows we don't have it all together. He created us. He knows that we are tore up from the floor. We are jacked up. He knows we were born that way. That's why he died for our sins. That's why he died for us. Sometimes I talk to people, I say, hey, I want you to invite, invite you to come to church. Oh, no, I can't come to church because I have to get this together. I'm like, brother, you will never get together without Jesus. If you think you can't come to church, you have to get together, then you got the wrong concept. You, you have misunderstood what church is about. Church is a hospital for broken people. Every week we're getting a treatment. Every week we're getting a, a spiritual IV in our own. We're getting spiritual vitamins. Come on, somebody. We're going under spiritual surgery. God is cutting our hearts open. He's taking out all the cancers and all the sores. Come on, my medical people. He's preparing us. Come on, he's healing us. Come on now. Some of you are still healing from surgery from last week and two Sundays ago because he's restoring you. So church is not for perfect people. When you come to church, you'll be vulnerable. You'll be open to what God would say. Don't, like, I, like I said, don't let anyone stop your blessing. If I, got, if I got your blessing, you better come get me. And if you got my blessing, I'm going to come get you. I'm not going to let no man stop me from getting what God has for me. The woman with the issue of blood had a vulnerable faith, a vulnerable faith. So how do we have a vulnerable faith? Number one, number one, number one. Here we go. Here we go. A vulnerable faith acknowledges the facts. You see, we are in circumstances and situations right now that sometimes we can walk in denial, Right? We, we, we could walk in the nows, but the thing is, we have to face the facts. 
The Bible says in Mark chapter 5, verse 25 to 26, it says, And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. It's giving you some facts. It's giving you a background understanding of who this woman is. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. This woman had to acknowledge the fact that things were not working out for her. There's a place where we have to come to realize in our lives where circumstances are not working in our favor. For this woman, she spent all that she had. Now, if you understand anything about the doctors in, in, in biblical times, they're not like the physicians of today. I mean, they had you doing old wives' tale things, you know, tying garlic and, and, and sitting over pits and holes and just doing crazy things. So she suffered. I could imagine she was doing some crazy things. The doctors had her doing some crazy type of things to stop this, this, this issue of blood. But nothing helped. It just got worse. Isn't it funny when you try to, to, to rely on man, things get worse? You'll spend some good money trying to get a fix. <laughs> but things that grow worse and, and worse and, and, and worse. It's funny how we make our, our, our God our last result, but we don't make him our first. She tried everything for 12. That's a long time, y'all. That's a long time. 12 years of suffering, trying to get better. But she had to face the facts A vulnerable faith, faith, acknowledges the facts. The Bible says in John 8, 32, Jesus said, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You have to know your truth. You have to know your circumstances. You have to know your situation. You cannot walk in self-denial. You cannot walk in self-denial. I used to fellowship with a couple of brothers and sisters and Sometimes, you know, during the winter season, you know, you get the cold, you get the flu. I said, sis, come, it's not like you're coming down with the cold. Oh, no, I don't have no cold. I don't receive that. I said, um, your nose is running and your throat is sore. I think you have. A oh, no, brother. No, 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 no. I don't have the cold might have me, but I don't have the cold. I was just like, OK, some people just go so deep. It's OK to have a cold. It's normal. Acknowledge the facts you have a cold. And I've seen people who, who suffer for even greater sicknesses and they've just walked in self-denial. No, you have to acknowledge the facts. Some of you might be in, in, in a situation in your relationship. You have to acknowledge the fact that it's not where it's supposed to be. You might be in a situation on your job or in a situation in a relationship with a friendship with somebody. You have to acknowledge the facts. You might be in a financial hole this morning. And you're trying to climb out this morning. You have to acknowledge your facts. Don't, don't, don't try to throw faith at something that you have not first acknowledged. You have to acknowledge the facts. You have to face the music. William Shakespeare said to thine own self, be true. You have to be true to yourself. You have to, if you go to the doctor to give you a diagnosis that you have diabetes, you have to acknowledge the fact, okay, I'm diabetic, but I'm not going to stay that way. You have to, if they give you a good, you have cancer. Okay, the truth is I have cancer, but you know what? God can change that for me. You have to acknowledge the facts. A vulnerable faith acknowledges the facts. The facts. You have to understand the facts about your life. You have to be honest about where your issue, where your trouble is. This woman was honest. She said, look, 12 years I suffered. I spent all my money. It didn't get better. It got worse. And some of you are just like that. You've been spending time after time and things have just been getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. But you have to acknowledge the facts. You can't deny it. You have to be honest. About where you are. One of the first things they say when you go to uh, in any type of anonymous meeting, you say, hello, my name is and I am a. You have to acknowledge when you come to Jesus Christ, Lord, I am a sinner. I acknowledge who I am. 
You have to acknowledge the facts about what your circumstance looks like. Sometimes we live in what I call a Christian fairy tale. You know, we say, well, I'm going to be a millionaire, Pastor. That's right. I'm going to be a millionaire, but you can't even rub two pennies together, let alone save one. How can you be a millionaire if you can't even save? You have to be honest about where you are. You have to be honest about even how you got yourself in that circumstance. It ain't everybody else's fault. Sometimes I laugh at people when they play the blame game. You know, it was this person's fault and that person's fault. And then sometimes you have to acknowledge that, you know what? I caused the problem. I messed up. It, 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 I, I had a bad judgment of character. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get locked up with somebody. You be like, man, why, why, was I, why was I ever with him? He did me wrong. No, you, you picked the wrong one. You got caught up in his eyes and his biceps and triceps, but you didn't see what, 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 what was in his heart. He sweet talked you and then you got led away. A vulnerable faith acknowledges the facts and not just the facts. This woman had to face the music. She had to face the facts. Point two, a vulnerable faith drives you to action. This woman crafted a plan. The Bible says in Mark 5, 27, it says, when she heard about Jesus, that's a sermon right there. That's another day. Another time. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, here go the mind. If I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. She didn't say, I think I'm going to be healed. Possibly if I touch him, maybe some healing might come away. She said, I will be healed. A vulnerable faith drives you to action. This woman was driven to move. She was driven to, to, to step out. The Bible says in the book of James chapter 2 verse 14, what good is it, my brothers and sister, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such a faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If, if one of you says to them, go in peace and keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. A vulnerable faith drives you to action. You see, some of us, we, 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 we are stuck. It's what I call faith dead on arrival. Because your faith is just a talk, but there's no action. Your faith is just a quarter of a whole lot of scriptures, but you ain't doing nothing about it. This is my sweet 16. This is my blessing. But what have you done? You need some deeds behind your work. If I keep telling my wife, I love you, 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 but I don't prove and show her that I love her, there's something wrong with that. You have to have some, some deeds. You, you have to be driven. Verse 18 of James says, but someone would say, you have faith and I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I'll show you my faith by my deeds. She exercised her faith. She put herself out there. This unclean woman wasn't even supposed to be a part of the cloud, a part of the crowd. She put she put herself on the line. She could have been she could have been stoned to death. She put herself out there. This woman had great fortitude. I like her. When I read this, I said, I like this woman. She had guts. She broke all the rules. She had the nerve to step out on faith. And if you would have put that in today's, she stepped up in the church. She stepped in front of the religious people. Okay. And she did not care what the rules were. She just knows she wanted to get to Jesus. She heard about Jesus and she wanted to connect with Jesus. A vulnerable faith drives you to Action. She had to push past the crowd. I have a question for you today. Who is your crowd today? Because anyone that sees a crowd is not necessarily going to run in the middle of it. Think about where there's parades and different things going on on the outside. 
You're not quick to run in the center of the crowd. But this woman was desperate. And some of you today are in a bad circumstance. You're in a trying situation. And God wants you to have a vulnerable faith. You have to be willing to trust God again. See, for some of you, the problem is not trusting God. The problem is that you stop trusting God. And when things didn't turn out the way you want it to turn out, then you kind of backed up a little bit. Listen, sometimes hope can hurt. Sometimes it's hard to believe God again when you suffer the great loss. Sometimes when things don't go your way, you have to put yourself back out there on the line again. I know what I'm talking about. I'm living it. When God gives you a word and you hold on to it, but then things don't begin to manifest the way you thought it would. Do you say, I give up, that that season's done, I'm, I'm over? No, 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 no. You have a vulnerable faith. You picture your heart is aching. It hurts. You're scared because you think you might fail again. But yet you put yourself on the line and say, God, I'm going to have a vulnerable faith. I'm going to put myself out there. This woman had nothing to lose. Some of you in a situation, you got nothing to lose anyway. All the doors have been locked anyway. They told you no anyway. Your marriage is on the rocks anyway. You might as well trust God. You got nothing to lose. You're at ground zero as it is. You might as well have a vulnerable faith this morning. You tried it your way and it didn't get any better. You wasted all of your resources. You tried all your connections and everything broke down. God is trying to get your attention this morning. He wants you to have a vulnerable faith. It's time to put your heart back out there again. She had the nerve to step up. She had the nerve to put herself on the line. This girl was radical. Who do she think she is? Coming in the presence of a holy God. Coming in the presence of Jesus. The King of Kings and the Lord. Don't she know that God could strike her dead just by being there? God is such a holy God. She had the nerve to step out of line. And she had to push through the crowd. See, some of you stop right there. You have your plan, but you're afraid to push through the crowd. You have to push. You can't let no one stop your blessing. Some of you church this morning, you're tripling in your seat. You can't let no one stop your blessing. If you're healing, you see, you forget who's around you. Forget who's here. You have to push your way through the crowd. Forget the people facing. They can't pitch you in heaven or throw you in hell. You got to forget who is around you and push through the crowd. You have to have a vulnerability. You can't stop my blessing. You can stop my miracle. I know you might be talking about me. You can talk all you want, but I'm going to get to Jesus. And when I get to Jesus, everything is going to be okay. Especially in church, sometimes, you know, we are scared to, to, to put ourselves out there because we say, Oh, brother, such and such, my look at me. And, you know, they might think a certain way about me. Forget them. I ain't here for you. I'm here for Jesus. Tell your neighbor, I ain't here for you. I love you, but I ain't here for you. I ain't here for you. I'm here because I'm jacked up. I'm tore up. I need a word. I'm in a tough spot right now. I need God to speak to me. I need God to heal me. I need God to restore me. I need God to to come through for me. I don't know about you, but you know what? My house is not perfect. My marriage is not perfect. My kids.
kids are not perfect. My money is not perfect. But I'm here because I need some wisdom. I need some impartation. I need God to give me some peace. Because I always lost my mind this week. I, I need some joy in my life. I need some breakthrough in my life. I need some. That's why I'm here. I'm not here to get cute for you. I'm here because I need Jesus. I'm here because I'm putting myself on the line. And God is calling some of you to put yourself for the line today. You have to have a vulnerable faith. She had to push through the crowd. That means everyone she touched, they were becoming unclean. She didn't even care anymore. She just wanted to get to Jesus. Some of you just in the push through your crowd so that you can get to the master. My third point is this. A vulnerable faith commands the attention of God. A vulnerable faith commands the attention of God. The Bible says in Mark chapter 5 verse 29, immediately someone say immediately uh-huh, immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body she was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked who touched me. She interrupted God. Now, let me tell you something. Jesus wasn't even thinking about this woman. Jesus was on the way to Jairus' house. Jairus came before him. He said, look, my daughter is dying. I need you to come lay hands on her. Can you please come on to my house, Jesus? Okay? Jesus was a belly off the boat yet, and his brother was just begging, please come to my house. So Jesus wasn't even thinking about the woman with issue of blood. A crowd came around Jesus because of all the miracles that he was doing in that region. This unclean woman in the midst of a crowd. Jesus wasn't even focusing on her. But yet, she drew the attention of God. A vulnerable faith commands the attention of God. Verse 31 says, you see, the, the, Jesus said, who touched my clothes? You, you, you see the crowd against you. You know, sometimes disciples were just so carnal. They, 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 they're just like church people. They focus on the outward stuff. Jesus, of course, everybody's touching you. There's a crowd around you. Come on, just we try to get you to Jairus' house so you can pray for this little girl here. What do you think about none of these people here? We're just trying to get you from point A to point B, Jesus. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. Somebody touched me. In other words, someone drew virtue from me. Someone drew power from me. Glory left me. Someone touched me. It was not just a, a physical touch. It, it was a spiritual touch. There was a deposit that someone received from me. Someone had a withdrawal from me. Their faith activated something out of me. When you have a vulnerable faith, you begin to put a demand on God. You begin to say, God, I need you. This woman said, Hamai, if I could just touch him, I know I will be made whole. A vulnerable faith is an absolute faith. That once I get to Jesus, I will be healed. I will be whole. That is the type of faith that commands the attention of God. Some of you have been praying for stuff. 
I'm here to say your faith is too low. You know why you don't got that job? And God's been telling me a lot. Y'all need some jobs out here. Some of y'all is some financial bondage. And it's demonic. All this we I've been praying. Financial bondage. Just locked up. Child be cute. But broke. Got the latest clothes. But broke. Living from paycheck. If you lose your job. You lose your house. That's some of you today. I can say, man, be cute. It's okay. Because I'm talking to you. It's all right. God wants to break that today. He wants to break that today. You not being able to pay your mortgage is not God. Oh, y'all. Am I in the wrong church? Did I paint the rolls the wrong color? Something? Am I in God doesn't want you living like that. Suffering and suffering and and putting things out there trying to to advance and you're stuck. I'm telling you, you don't have a vulnerable faith. You got to put yourself out there, not just on the paper, baby. Not just on a resume, but in the spirit, in prayer. get nothing unless you command the attention of God. See, when you walk in faith, you, when you, let me tell you something. I don't know why I'm going to this job interview thing. But when you walk on a job interview, you have to act like they've been waiting for me. They just don't know I'm going to be the blessing to this company. You see, when you, when you have that type of faith, you're willing to, to make confident statements because you know who you are and whose you are. I'm going to be the best thing that happened to this company. I'm going to take this department to the next level. I'm going to be the best that I can be. I ain't working for men. I'm working for the glory of God. When you have a job, you have to realize that it is your assignment. It is not just for you to co- co- to collect the check. It's for you to be a blessing. It's for you to be a light there. It's for you to be an example of a believer there. And maybe why some of you don't go the, and not get the blessing that you want because you're not a believer on your job now. You act saved on Sunday, but you're surely caught on Monday through Friday. God don't bless mess. It's quiet in here. God don't bless mess. He wants you to be a light. But you need a vulnerable faith. You need a vulnerable faith. You need to put it all on the line. See, some of you, you know, okay, Lord, just please bless me. Lord, just please. I don't beg God. I don't beg God. I ask him and I trust him that he's going to provide. If he's saying that he is Jehovah Jireh, my provider, that's not contingent on anything. That's got nothing to do with me. That's just who he is. He's naturally a provider. He has no choice but to provide. When I call on the name of Jesus, provision is in the name of Jesus. I don't have to beg God for provision. I receive provision. You see, when you have a a, a vulnerable faith, you receive it. There's there's no begging. And, And some of you are stuck in this begging and this asking. Just take it. This woman walked up through the crowd and she said, I'm going to get my healing. Thank you very much. It's mine. I'm healed. See, that's the type of faith that some of you have to have this morning. You just got to go and take the thing. Stop waiting for someone to appease you and rub you and say, it's okay. I think you could do No, go take it. What are you waiting for? been praying and waiting and waiting and waiting. No, 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 no. You need to do something. You need to step out on faith this morning. The 
Bible says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's what drew the attention of God. Faith. Faith stopped Jesus in his tracks. He wasn't paying this woman no mind. He was not even trying to attend to her needs. And that's some of you this morning. You're praying. You're seeing God going to bless somebody else. He said, Lord, what about me? If you have a vulnerable faith, you can command God's attention. Stop being just over, 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 over other people. Because it just looks like everything is just working for them. You stay in your pity party if you want. You won't get nothing that way. Your faith is what commands the attention of God. Your faith. She received Jesus' attention. She pleased him. When it says that we, we, we when, 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 when we have faith, it's impossible to please God. In other words, it's impossible to make God smile. It's impossible to get God's approval if you don't have faith. It's hard to love somebody that you don't believe in. If I say I love you, that means I believe in you. I trust you. I become vulnerable to you. How can we say we love the Lord but don't trust him? Don't become vulnerable to him. Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Because, you know, in the midst of the crowd, one person touched him. That would be some powerful stuff. That in the midst of hundreds of people, he knew something. One person touched him. Touched him. Some of you need to command the attention of God this morning. Stop being passive. Stop being passive. I was talking to a, to a brother this week and he was talking about how he, he's believing God to, to bless him with a new vehicle. And you know, sometimes, and this is some of you how you do with jobs too. I asked you, I said, so what type of job do you want? Well, anything that just pays a check. Then you don't want a job then. You just want money. You have to know what you want. You don't want a job. You want a career. Aren't you sick of just uh, going like the pop jobs? Just little here, little here, little there. You want to build a career. So, so you didn't stop praying, Lord, for a job. Say, Lord, I want to build a career. Show me the career, the path. Or if I'm helping someone this morning. Show me the path that you have for me. Show me the career that you have for me. Show me the plan that you have for me. That's the type of life that God wants you to have. Not just a job, but a career. Something that's lasting. Something that you can retire with. Come on now. Something that has a pension. That you at 62 figure out how I'm going to live now that I'm retired. Come on now. God wants you to have a career. He wants you to do something new with your life. But you have to be vulnerable. You have to pray. Some of you might, might say, I don't know what I'm able to do what I'm supposed to do. Trust God. Do the research. Dig deep. Sometimes God shows us our career when we were little, but you know, we let people talk us out of what we should be doing. It's never too late to follow your dreams. It's never too late to go after your heart. It's never too late to go after what God has said. Amen.
this woman had a vulnerable faith. A vulnerable faith. She commanded the attention of God. Some of you today are in a hard place. And you wonder how am I going to get out of this situation? How am I going to? It seems like every time I touch it, it gets worse and worse and worse. You need to have a vulnerable faith this morning. You want God's attention. You need to reach out in faith this morning. God is calling you this morning. She pleased the Lord. She interrupted him on the way while he was going to minister to somebody else. So we need to say, Lord, stop by here this morning. Stop by here. It's not my brother. It's not my sister. But it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, God. It's me, Jesus. And some of you need to say, Lord, it's me this morning. I need it this morning, God. I don't know about nobody else. But I need you to come through for me. I need you to break through for me. I need you to provide for me. I need you to heal me. And what Jesus did, and this is what I love. He didn't throw this woman away because Jesus was so holy that even if something unclean touched him, the very thing that touched him became clean. Jesus is not afraid of your sin. He's not afraid of your sin. His power conquers sin. He conquered hell, death, and the grave. So something unclean that touches him becomes clean. Something dirty and vile that touches him becomes clean. When you reach out to Jesus, he can, see this is the problem with people have, but no, I'm dirty, I'm messed up, I jacked up, I smoked, I got high last night, I still got a little contact this morning, I'm in church, I'm a little hangover. Touch Jesus! He'll touch you. He'll touch you. He'll touch you. Jesus didn't shun this woman. He gave her a word of confirmation. Because you know what he said? He said, daughter. That's what he said to her. He didn't say woman. He said, daughter. In other words, our relationship just changed. You're my daughter now. (laughs) You once was dirty, but you're my daughter now. You're mine. I love you with with an everlasting love. And, and, And the Bible says this signifies the fact that they were in a different relationship now. Uh huh. You see, she got more than just a physical healing. Her faith brought her into a soul-saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, that word whole is the same word translated saved. So, in other words, she wasn't just she wasn't just whole physically, she was whole spiritually. God saved her soul. And so she went from having a vulnerable faith to a secured faith. Amen. Amen. Then he gave her a word of compassion. He was very compassionate with her. And he tells her to go in peace. You came in distress. You came in anguish. You came in pain. But I want you to leave here in peace. When you leave it today, God wants you to leave in peace. He doesn't want you to leave here the same way you came. But he wants you to leave transformed. He wants you to go in peace. And then he gave her a word of completion. And he said, you have been healed. You have been freed. You have been delivered. These were the final words of Jesus that drove home the fact that this woman was no longer suffering, but that she was made whole. A vulnerable faith that commands the attention of God. As I'm closing, and the musicians are playing softly. So 
some of you today, God is calling you to have a vulnerable faith. She had to swallow her pride. That the ounce was working, she had to be true to herself. A vulnerable faith acknowledges the facts. A vulnerable faith drives you to action. And a vulnerable faith commands the attention of God. The Bible says, draw near to God and he would draw near to you. And that's all she did. Her faith got his attention. Some of you today, you're going through, you're facing trials. And you have to get to a point sometimes in your life where radical means calls for radical measures. Where extreme situations call for an extreme response. God is looking for vulnerable faith today. Someone who is willing to humble themselves and put themselves out there on the line to trust him. God's looking for someone to be radical this morning. The Bible says he gives grace to the humble. In other words, he gives sustenance. He gives strength. He gives fortification to those who humble themselves, those who put themselves out there on the line. He's looking for a vulnerable faith this morning. I'm asking for heads to be bowed and eyes to be closed. Because I believe this morning God is calling someone to have a vulnerable faith. And I want to pray with you this morning. I want to pray with you on this altar this morning. Because some of you are in some real deep situations, like the woman with the issue of blood. But the word of God says she had to push to the crowd. And maybe your crowd this morning, those who are sitting next to you, and you have to push your way through so you can get to Jesus this morning. If you know God is tugging at your heart and saying, daughter, son, I want you to trust me. I want you to fully abandon I want you to fully abandon yourself and trust me. I don't know what your circumstance is. I don't know what the situation is. I really don't know, but God knows and he cares. But he responds to a vulnerable faith this morning. And if that's you this morning, I'm going to invite you to come now to the altar so that we can pray together this morning. Pastors, ministers, come join me. just the facts. I don't know what your fact is this morning, but your faith drove you here this morning. It drives you to action. That means there's some changes. There's a shift that has to happen. God is reaching out to you this morning. He's calling you. This word was for you this morning. He interrupted me to give me this word for you this morning. A vulnerable faith commands the attention of God. And you have God's attention this morning because you are willing to stand. You are willing to take the step of faith. Pastors and ministers, would you just begin to lay hands and just begin to pray? In the name of Jesus. I give myself. In the name of Jesus. I give myself. 